0: your daily
1: 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 16th of November 2023. On Market Day we'll speak with Tony Sycamore from IG Markets, but first to the unemployment rate, which rose to 3.7% in October. That's according to the Bureau of Statistics. But that's because the participation rate returned to record levels, meaning more people working or looking for work. So what does that actually say about the labour market and the direction for interest rates? For all of that and more. I spoke with Blair Chapman, Senior Economist at ANZ.
2: It's still tight, but I would say it's it's moderating at the moment. Uh, So, you know, the unemployment rate has modestly gone up. Today's numbers uh, sort of go up a little bit more, but it's been bumping around that 3.6, 3.7 level for some time. It's when we start to look at other indicators like the underemployment rate and full-time work and what that's done over recent months that we get that bigger sense or a better sense that it's starting to moderate
1: maybe can we go through that though what what are the signs there that shows the employment market is starting to soften
2: yeah so if we look at full-time employment especially we've seen a switch between full-time and part-time as the driver of employment growth since about june so going back to june uh full-time employment really peaked and it's fallen around thirty thousand people since then And over the last few months, we've really seen part-time become the driver. And we know when the labor market's starting to cool that businesses really switch from full-time to part-time employment because part-timers, especially casuals, are more flexible in their hours. And if you're uncertain about what's happening with your business and demand going forward, uh, it's better for you to have uh, those more flexible hours with part-timers and casuals.
1: Okay. Uh, In terms of today's numbers, so that unemployment rate rose, yet the number of people uh, working also lifted to a record high. Can you explain how that works?
2: Yeah, so it's an interesting uh, dynamic today. So we actually saw uh, people coming into the labour market from outside the labour market. So uh, we call them not in the labour force or NILF. They've come in and they've joined the labour market. Some would have found jobs and others didn't find jobs. And so that increase participation has actually pushed the unemployment rate up uh, this month.
1: Um, To what extent do you think the referendum impacted the latest set of numbers?
2: So it's really interesting. The ABS uh, in their media release actually called out the referendum uh, and said, we can't actually tell you how many jobs were due to the referendum. It's hard to do. But when you look at the detail of today's employment numbers, uh, the groups that grew quite a lot, the over 65s and the 20 to 24-year-old age groups, they contributed about uh, half, if not a little bit more, of the employment growth. And we know from turning up to the polls that there's the a lot of people manning them. So we'd suggest that the referendum uh, contributed quite a bit today, even though it generally would be hard to pick up in a survey like the Labor Force survey.
1: Okay, so what do you think this ultimately means for the Reserve Bank for interest rates? We know that the RBA is keeping an eye on wages. I say wages growth is okay as long as productivity growth also picks up. And given that we know that um, the RBA and other economists are expecting the unemployment rate to pick up because of high interest rates, is there a comfortable rate which would sit well with the RBA to maintain the economy without inflating prices?
2: Yes, it's interesting. I think the RBA has been thinking more and more about what full employment means. Typically, they look at the unemployment rate and they say we well, can get a full employment rate that comes from unemployment. They call that the NARU. Uh It's very hard to estimate in real time. Uh, dynamics in Australia mean it's been coming down over time. The Treasury's most recent estimate has it about four and a quarter. The RBA uh, this week put out a range that sort of went between four and high fours. So it's really hard to say what they're looking for. I would think low to medium fours is probably where they're thinking at the moment, but they are starting to look at a range of indicators uh, beyond just the unemployment rate.
1: What do you think it ultimately means for interest rates? You know, the RBA's meeting in December. They're taking a break in, in January, won't meet until um, February then after the CPI numbers. Will the, these labour force numbers have any bearing to what it may do? So the fact that
2: today's numbers looked like they were impacted by the referendum is going to make it very difficult for them to make a judgment. Uh, The December numbers, if they come in strong as well, that might push them, but that's going to be after the December meeting. So I think on the back of yesterday's WPI numbers, which they would have been sort of predicting and consistent with their views, today's numbers which were strong but looked referendum impacted. We see them being on hold in December. They're going to have more data by the time they come to their February meeting. They update their forecasts between now and then. So February's, if they're going to move, probably the next chance. Uh, There's a risk they will, but we see them not doing much uh, for the next sort of 6 to 12 months with possible cuts
1: early or late next year. Blair Chapman there, the Senior Economist at ANZ.
0: Now, Market Day on the SBS On The Money Podcast.
1: The Australian share market did fall today with uh, shares extending the losses after the release of that data from the ABS. The S&P ASX 200 off by 0.7% to 7,058. For more on the day's market action, I spoke with Tony Sycamore from IG Markets.
0: Well, after an impressive two weeks, the ASX 200 pulled back today, and those falls followed a very solid Australian jobs report, which brings the RBA into play in 2024. I don't think we'll see a hike in December, but most certainly it is a possibility early in the new year. And then at around the same time, we saw a sting in the tail of the President Z Biden summit, as President Biden called Z a dictator, and that also prompted a little bit of risk off in the local markets and also more globally.
1: The Australian dollar has really surged of late, although it's losing a little bit bit of that following the jobs report. Uh, What's driving it exactly and what's your take as to the direction of the currency?
0: Well, it's been an absolute roller rollercoaster, the Aussie dollar. For the past two to three months, it's been gyrating between 63 cents and then up around 65, 20 cents. And as you said, we started the day a little bit better off this morning, up trading around 65 cents. But that risk off tone, which has taken the ASX 200 lower and also US equity futures has weighed on the Aussie dollar. And here we are, we're stuck in this range between 63 cents and 65.20. We really need to see the Aussie see a sustained break above 65.20 to confirm the trend reversal and then to open up some higher levels, possibly up to the high 60s. But until then, this wicked range remains.
1: Uh, And where do you see the opportunities for investors at the moment?
0: Well, the last time we chatted, we were talking about the fact we were looking for an end-of-year rally, and that rally has played out fairly nicely during the first two weeks of November, but the market now appears to be a little bit overbought. So I would be looking for a pullback, some consolidation. It doesn't mean we've changed our view for the ASX 200 to extend its rally into year-end, but with this pullback, it gives investors an opportunity to add to exposure. So that's where I see the opportunity at this point of time.
1: Let me there from IG Markets.